and there was peace throughout the land. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, a podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Is it cold where you are right it's now? It's cold where I am. Now, it's going to be, it's it's psychedelic, psychotic, crazy weather because it's going to be warm this weekend and then cold again next week. And then, yeah, it's, you know, North Carolina fall is like that. It's crazy. Yeah, I've been kind of changing up my my exercise schedule because I normally get up at like five to go do my uh, my walks and my runs and woo, mm. it's been real cold. I get it. I get it. So... I haven't checked this weekend, but I'm sure it's it's going to be comparable to yeah. what you're what you're experiencing. Probably we're close enough that we usually share weather. Uh, what else has been going on? Um, not a ton. We're trying to get the band together to practice for this um, gig we have coming up in a couple of weeks. Probably our gig for the for the season. Um, yep. and it's been a little tricky. We were trying to get together last Tuesday, and then we sort of all realized that daylight savings time had come since we scheduled it, and it was going to be dark and cold and. Nobody was uh, so much yeah. up for that. So we're trying to get something together for this weekend. It's a kind of a whole thing, um, you know, but, uh, but we're going to do it by God. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. So good. Yeah. That's you. Um, so played the show, played the gig on Saturday. Uh, and I want to get into that in a little bit. Sure. And, um, other than that, not a whole lot going on, just trying to wrap up some odds and ends for, you know, pre Thanksgiving. Um, and for those of you who are catching this, um, tomorrow when it airs or whenever it airs, um, our intent is to record a little short, uh, gift guide for, uh, for you to give to other people. This is actually, this episode is not for you. Um, it's just a list of, uh, gifts that we thought would be useful, uh, for guys like us and gals like us. And, um, you could send them a link to that or, uh, we'll probably post it on YouTube as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're we're gonna double double record tonight. Yep. And, and um, save the yeah, save the gift guide for next week because we'll be familying it up and then Yep. Lots of turkey. <sighs> yeah. We're not big on turkey at my house. We're doing ham. You you fry the turkeys. You gotta you gotta fry them. One fries them. I would eat them, but the rest of my family not so much. So we're doing ham, although the little one is not also into ham, which is weird. She's not picky about things except when she is. So she and I are gonna do some wings. Okay. In addition to ham for me, she won't touch the ham. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. Thanksgiving, man. It is what it is. It is. So yeah, um, for, well, a couple of, we got a couple of news things. This, this feels like a new component to the show. Yeah. Um, uh, did hear that the uh, palette of Adam Jones, Les Pauls was not turned up. Nope. Um, but they have sent uh, letters to the owners of those guitars saying that they are going to initiate a new run yeah. of those serial numbers. And they're going to reissue the serial numbers. It's pretty great. And um, they'll make a little note on the back of them that uh, they are the repros of the originals, which actually makes them <laughs> weirdly more right. valuable. Right. So, so it all works out for know. those folks. I mean, I guess so. They're still, they're, you know, they're not getting the guitar they want when they want it. We got to wait it out. But the story's better. The story is better. So we got that going for them. Um, In other news, uh, the Guitar Center bankruptcy filing has happened. Yeah, and they sent out an email to everyone on their mailing list saying, don't worry, we're fine, everything's normal. Everything's fine here, situation normal. How are you? (laughs) Very very much one of those. (laughs) And and the number that I heard was they were um, lowering their debt 
was it by eight hundred thousand or was it to eight hundred thousand? I, I I missed that part of it. So the the reason why I ask is that you know after we posted the episode on YouTube um, of a friend of mine who works for a very large company that's not like massive in the music world but like very well known like a, a if I said the name that you would you would know what who they were um, said that they were like on the hook or guitar center was on the hook for them for like over half a million dollars. Mm. And they were almost fully prepared to like take a bath on half a million. Sure. And, and you know, in their world, they're kind of like in, in the guitar center world, they're kind of small potatoes. Um, so you, you want to think about companies like Yamaha and Fender and Gibson and how much money they've got. Yeah. Um, and basically he was saying that the line of credit that a uh, guitar center has been able to um, elicit from Music vendors like that's done. Yeah, like they will never, they won't, they won't get that anymore. No, no. But other than that, you know, they'll get the little slap on the wrist, and you know, they'll continue doing what they're doing. So, we'll see. Uh, I do have a guitar center story for this week. Um, I was looking for a couple of things for the show on Saturday. Uh, went there, and they didn't have. They only had one of the things I needed, and not the three things I needed. Hmm. So, uh, and then there was a line for the checkout. And so I left Yeah, and I went to a local shop that was literally less than a mile from there. Um, they had everything I needed and I was on my way. There you have it. So, there you have it. What was the mood like in guitar there, center? Yeah. Um, it's people, it's just like guitar center is normally just like nobody's st- paying attention. Stinky nobody's teenage really guitar interested. players and, you know, staff people playing guitars and yeah. not yeah. talking to, right. to customers. Right. I don't know. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So that's the, that kind of closes the follow-up section. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the big news for, uh, for this week, it literally just happened over the course of the last couple of days, but specifically today. Um, for Apple customers, they released Big Sur and um, the new M1 uh personal apple silicon hardware and they're monsters they're total monsters they are monsters in most situations and uh both dan and i upgraded to big sur and ran into a couple of hiccups (laughs) we were late getting started recording this because my signal chain just wouldn't cooperate anymore wasn't what i what i left it as when i upgraded to big sur i fixed it all but it was odd so yeah, uh, last night I went to record some vocals for uh, a project and um, Logic wouldn't open and my drivers didn't work. Mm. And um, you know when they released Big Sur, they also released uh, Logic Pro, Logic 10. Pro, not, yeah, six. not X anymore, but. It's not X anymore, it's yeah. just Logic Pro 6, but it's version 10.6. Okay. Um, and I, I don't want to continue to advertise this, but if you download, 10.6 from their website, it restarts the 90-day trial. Hey, well. I was fully prepared to pay for it, but um, I'll wait another three months, I suppose. Um, but the new the new layout's great, and um, the UI's good, and as soon as I did that, the drivers went back on. I was back in business. Cool. Um, and for those people who are looking at the, um, the M1 hardware for things like logic it's apparently like tremendous <laughs> uh somebody took 
a MacBook Air that was released earlier this year and a MacBook Air with an M1. And um, the guy was able to instantiate 87 additional tracks yeah. in a session, yeah. according to uh, what he did, what I saw over on uh, the Logic Pro subreddit. Um, and, you know, even with like video rendering stuff, it's, they're supposed to be pretty amazing. Monsters. So yeah, yeah, huge. Huge. My and, company's doing some testing efficient, on them. Very power efficient too, right? So mm-hmm. e- even with all of that, they have their battery lasts like three days, four days under full usage for hours and hours. Amazing, amazing. I probably won't go go there this round. If they end up with like an M2 or a, or they end up replacing the higher end beefier um, Mac Minis, I may go that route because I have need a need for a Mac Mini mm-hmm. in my current setup. Um, We'll just see. Yeah. It's super promising. Yeah. I don't. They're I, only going to get better. I very rarely replace laptop, desktop computers. Compared to phones, I very, very rarely replace them. So yeah. mine doesn't need an up, uh, upgrade for, I don't know, a couple of years probably. The, the iMac we have is from 2011. Yeah. So all right. So it's time. I, I've done literally everything I can to keep it running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I took it apart, put in a solid state drive in it. It's, oh, it's time to go. I, that, I bet that helped though. Yeah. So there's that. And then for guitar players, what, I mean, what a gear week it's been. What a gear week. It's incredible. It's been crazy. The, the best thing about this gear week is that it's gear week for stuff I already have. Yes. Yes. It's all upgrades that I don't have to pay anything for. So the big news for uh, guys like me and Dan, and I'm sure lots of uh, you guys listening and or watching, uh, the Helix firmware 3.0 was released today. And actually, in the process of Dan uh, falling out of his signal chain, I updated my HX stomp to 3.0 while we were, while I was waiting. It has a beautiful new loading screen. That's like one of the mm-hmm. things the internet has exploded about. Uh, among, and that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. No, it's all the same sounds, just the loading yeah. screen is new. You can play uh, Doom on the screen while it loads. Um, yes, and uh, no, we're kidding about that. There's a whole yeah. lot that's new in it and very exciting. Um, what of the things that you saw that you, were you uh, were you the most excited about? Well, um, uh, I think that I will find occasion to use the polyphonic uh, pitch shifter. Yep. You know, it's had a mono pitch shifter for a long time that has not done well with chords at all. I mean, it's just not, yep. it's not built for that. It's, it's very very poor. Um, they brought out a bunch of polyphonic um, effects and patch, you know, blocks essentially mm-hmm. a reverb and a um, number of other things. And, uh, one of them is a, basically, um, a whammy pedal, you know, the, the Digitech whammy being emulated in, in their code. And, uh, the samples I've heard of it have been really good, really very impressive. Um, and then there are a few other really nice, like freeze effects and yep. glitch delay and, uh, glitch delay is really so cool. Really neat. And, a, and a, um, a looper, what are they called? Shuffle looper. Shuffle looper. Yeah. That, that is it shuffle or shuttle. It's shuffle because what it's yeah. doing is it takes the loop that you feed it and cuts it into as many pieces as you want and randomizes them and randomly octaves them up or down or, and then may reorder them each time it plays the loop if you tell it to. And so it becomes this sort of, um, almost like a rhythm backing that you can play on top of that's built from a chord you just held and fed into the looper. There was one guy demoing it that way. Um, and people yeah. are going to come up with all kinds of crazy stuff for that. They're going to use it in ways that you know are, are are amazing. So it's it's a it's a really big upgrade. You you were excited about some of the more traditional sort of contents of it, right? 
Yeah, the things that I saw that I was really excited about um, were a couple of the new components. Um, they uh, they have an official uh, Horizon devices, Horizon Drive. Mm -hmm. um, they also have separated the gate out of that um, that pedal so that you can utilize it for you know other spots in the signal chain. Um, for HX Stomp users, it opens up the ability to have up to eight blocks now. Um, I will say that if you put that. Uh, <laughs> If you put the polyphonic shifter uh, anywhere on there, you can't do much else. Um, so that's not going to be something that I'm going to be able to use a whole lot with the stomp. Right. But with the full blown helix, I feel like there's a lot of options there. They said um, very loudly oh. in their in their release notes that all the poly polyphonic things are very processor intensive. So yeah. you know you should not expect them to just drop right into your current patch. Um, one of the things I love about Line Six is their release notes. Can we just talk about how the brilliance? You know, I write release notes for a living, and in my industry. You don't get to have too much fun with them, but these guys right. are having a blast at one point. I mean, they talked about how the stomp now has eight blocks, but it's not like it got, you know, 20% more, more DSP. You're yeah. just going to use it faster. And the, the release note says something like, if the people who complained about not having enough blocks now complain about running out of DSP, we will send hoodlums to their door to apply an atomic wedgie to them. It's like that was basically verbatim. Thank you, what it says. thank you. I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it so much. It, you know, I wish that I could do that in, what my work output, but, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's lots of workflow stuff too. So, um, you now have a favorite section, mm -hmm. you have, um, user defaults. So if you, uh, have certain effects that you like to use, uh, or certain amps that you've already tweaked to your liking or to your, your current setup, uh, you can save those as favorites or as the defaults. And so when you instantiate them into new patches, it retains all of your settings. Like that's great from a workflow standpoint. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, spillover between uh, presets. Yeah, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, Expensive, but huge. Yeah, <laughs> the way that they implemented that. So the idea is, you know, um, you could have a reverb trail or a delay trail going. Switch to a whole different patch, not a not a snapshot, a different patch, and those trails will continue. Um, yep. How they do that is by taking half of the DSP power and basically duplicating your whole chain and running it in parallel. Um, so you can only set up one chain takes away the other one from you because it's just going to, yeah. all, all it's there for is to play those trails after you've switched away from that patch. Um, yeah. It's a clever implementation, but um, it needs to be your simple patches. You do that on. Well, well, it also cracked me up that they felt the, um, they felt compelled to give you a history lesson in the release. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. point of order. Yeah. The only true spillover option were these four or five Digitech models yeah. from whenever. Yeah. And they did it this way. So we're doing it the same way and it's painful, yeah. but we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the Frank and all the guys over at line six have done a tremendous job of, first of all, completely torturing all of us as <laughs> they were, you know, sussing out all yeah. these, all these features. Uh, but also, you know, with the release, lots of cool stuff. Oh, oh, oh the other thing, the, the acoustic simulator, right. Uh, which you can use in tandem with like, impulse responses and stuff yeah, like yeah it's going to make things super super versatile and the the idea that you could theoretically uh have a full patch that's like amp stuff and all the effects that you may need and then you have like one button that turns everything off except for an acoustic simulator right. and a couple of other things right. like that's right genius right and one of the polyphonic patches is an as a polyphonic 12 string yeah 12 string emulator so suddenly suddenly i mean the horizons just widened for what Helix can do in a dramatic way. It's pretty cool. 
And, you know, for all the talk that we've done about all of these different pieces of hardware, like the, the core, the GT 1000 core and the, the neural stuff, like even Kemper for that matter, like the thing that, that separates line six from all of these other companies is their customer support and their, um, investment in the ecosystem. Like they have like really made sure that, you know, they're continually adding value to the platform and finding new ways of, you know, using the existing hardware uh, without, you know, bricking all the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I, you know, I also the other thing I appreciate about them is their their community engagement. You know, they're they're in the major Facebook groups, developers and product people and business leaders from Line Six are participating out loud. You know, you, we know their names; those of us who are in those groups. Yeah, and um, uh, and you know what what that of course turns into is over the last three months there have been four posts a day asking when 3.0 would be coming out, you know, and, yeah. and all these jokes about their answer is always soon. Yes. So like all these like jokes about soon, soon is the answer <laughs> memes about soon and whatever. But, um, but you know, it's part of the fun. Like there's a community that's excited about it and eager for it and talking about it. And it makes it, uh, uh, more than just a pedal you play your guitar through. It's like kind of a, a community. It's, uh, it's pretty great. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to clarify that there's like a ton of other things that we have not brought up. There's additional amps and other things that, uh, they have added to, uh, to this release, but, um, you know, it's biggie. I think, I think everybody's kind of got their own little niche of, of the feature set that they're excited about. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, they're doing artist presets. Like that's cool. I don't think, you know, I'll, I'll end up using those. I'll mess with them, but uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, some of the stuff is, is, is not, is as exciting as the as other stuff but like they they brought some heavy hitters in you know misha mansoor from periphery mm-hmm. and um a bunch of like a bunch of people and i i i'm sorry that i can only think of misha right now um because <laughs> there's like I can't even think of that. literally 20 others yeah but. a bunch of people contributed patches now it is of course a universal truth that all presets suck because they're not built for yeah. your guitar, they're not built for your hands. They're they're not, you know, not, none of them are as good as one that you craft to fit your own sound. But as a jumping off point or as inspiration, they're priceless. So yeah, think of it like proof of concept. Yeah, yeah. Like this is what it could sound like. Yeah. Or it's kind of like a good template, and you're like, well, what if I take this thing and I replace it yeah. with this thing? Well, it's pretty good. But what if it had a little bit of this in it? Yeah. 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 Designing stuff, I, I'm really, I, you know, I I, I built a patch with seven blocks on the, um, on the HX and, and, and it had a, a, a few of the, the new deedly do's that I want to try out. Good, so, good. um, feeling pretty good about it good. and excited. I to, think that uh, the, uh, glitch delay actually does have a deedly do setting. Yeah, it probably I think does. It does. You play the long deedly do, deedly do. I think it's, that's built in deedly do's. Definitely. Uh, I am now very self-conscious about saying 100% because <laughs> that's, a drinking game that uh cheers you guys are, are are currently doing um so yeah uh lots of exciting fun news in the guitar world um and the you know digital recording computery world as well yeah this week yeah and now like everything's pretty much prepped for you know the holiday season yeah and everybody's gonna spend their holiday time figuring out these new patches and whatnot pretty cool no doubt yeah. Very cool. All right. That's gear news. So, yeah. Onward. Switching gears. Um, I want to talk about my acoustic gig. Let's hear it. So, um, I played an acoustic gig. Woo. 
and uh, tried a couple of things that I have not done before or haven't done recently and just kind of wanted to share with uh, the population uh, what I did and whether you should think about doing it as well. Okay. Um, so this was an outdoor gig at a uh, restaurant I had not played at before, but was close by. Um, I ended up not getting the gig that I wanted at the place that I wanted because they didn't get back to me in time. And I had accepted another gig and it was this, a little bit of a, a harangue. Um, but this place, uh, less than a mile from the house, you know, similar situation, same pay as it would have been. Um, but it was in kind of in their, they have an outdoor dining area but I wasn't like up on a stage or on a platform. I was kind of like literally like in the middle of their little dining space. And, uh, they had like those, those hangy, like string lights, hmm. but they weren't super bright. So, um, just to add a precaution, I brought one of my Chauvet four bars, which I don't normally bring to an acoustic game, right. but I did set it up. And, um, uh, I think it was a value add. Sure. Looked good. Um, it helped out. Um, so, you know, I will more than likely bring those to future engagements just, just in case. I used them with the uh, acoustic duo last time we played. Um, same kind of thing. I knew it was going to get dark and I knew that they had the same kind of string light things that yeah. were not going to be great. So I did bring that in. And it was nice. It was nice to, I just, I set them up at the back line and I just pointed them sort of down at the, okay. st- at the stage behind us. And it just gave a color wash to sort of the space behind us. Um, yeah, it was nice. I didn't mind kind of off to stage left just kind of shining in my general direction just as a deal um the that's not really the the big push uh of what i was doing um the thing that i did well the i did two things that i don't normally do uh the first thing that i did was i did not take a break Hmm. i played three straight hours with no break um and that was a strategic decision um but also just kind of one that it started off uh, I had no intention of doing it, um, but it kind of got to a point where I was kind of on a roll and didn't need to stop right. for any reason. Right. And so I just didn't. And then it got to the point where stopping would didn't make any sense. So I was just like, well, I guess I'll just ride this out. Um, and I, I'm not saying that that's something that you should do, but I will say that the fact that I did not take a break uh, was something that the restaurant owner manager people noticed yeah um and i i got multiple comments from staff i was like man you didn't even like take a break so you know for better or worse it 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 is something that you know they do take notice of uh in certain circumstances and the other thing to notice is that um we have them as conditioned as we are that taking a break is the right thing to do and and listen sometimes it is totally no 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 I'm, i'm not saying not to just that like it jumped out at you that you didn't do that. It jumped out at them that you didn't do that. Like it was a, it was, it was a thing. So yeah, it's interesting. Well, and, and then it kind of became like a, like a challenge. Like, right. you know, do I have the, uh, the stamina to, you know, deliver and, and play well and sing well, um, for three hours straight. And, and, you know, for those of us who have not been in practice as much as we, you know, have been previously, um, it was, I guess, good to know that I, I could do it. Yeah. Um, even if I don't necessarily do it, uh, in future exercises. Um, but the big thing that I did that I don't normally do is I played a bunch of tunes I don't normally play. And I played 
I played a a song list out of the, you know, the dregs of the Facebook musician group, <laughs> you know, dumpster fire. Yeah. So cover band hell songs. Yeah, cover band hell is a great way to put it, or acoustic gig hell. Yeah. Um, so I played like a couple Neil Diamond songs, a bunch of oldies like Isley Brothers and um you know, the Beatles and Buck Owens and I played Margaritaville. I played Wagon Wheel twice. I played, you know, I played a bunch of stuff that like people really, you know, make it like go out of their way to complain about. Right. Um, and the, the reality of the situation was I was playing for a fairly small group of people. Um, you know, there were probably five to 10 tables total and they were, roughly half populated throughout the night and some turnover probably some early crowd late crowd yep. yeah yeah but what i but the the other side of it was is that i was basically on the street like i wasn't behind a building or anything i was literally like on the sidewalk mm. um and what i what ended what started happening was one um people who had finished eating were staying which i know is literally as a as a musician playing for a restaurant like that's your job your job is to right keep people you know make paying money yep um, get that extra bottle of wine and yeah so that was happening but also people were were walking past the past the place and going out of their way and dropping money in my in my tip jar Very nice and i think part of it was the fact that i was playing stuff that people knew sure and it was it was one of those weird exercises where in the moment I was consciously doing it, but like I kept thinking in the back of my head, like most people aren't doing this and they're and they're they're screwing up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the after I after you know, I, I ended up playing for roughly, let's say, twenty people, give or take over the course of the entire evening. Uh, there was at max twenty people at a time. That were there. I made over a hundred dollars in tips. Nice for three hours work. Yeah, you know, no, it's not, great. It's not. It's it's not bad. Yeah. Um, and thinking about that, I um the the next day or later on, I I, I was listening to this week's episode of Gig Gab with our buddies uh, Dave and Paul, yep. and they had us. They they were having a similar conversation about like what I think they what they were talking about was like dance floor fillers, right. But the songs that they were talking about were the ones that I was playing. So um, I I sent Dave a message and I was like, hey, great episode this week. And um, I really liked what you guys were talking about. I kind of reinforced the feeling that I had. And the 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 thought that we landed on, and I think this the the big lesson uh, that I'm trying to to get to is as a musician, you need to get over whether you like a song or don't. Yes. And I think the thing that you need to prioritize or kind of get in your head is that you want to like the reaction of the audience that a song hmm. gives you. Yeah. That's that's how you know whether you like it. It's if they like it. I think that's really... I. To me, that's where the rubber meets the road because it's so easy for musicians to be 
arrogant and kind of aloof about like song selection and like, oh, I'll never play this. And this is, you know, beneath my standards or whatever. At the end of the day, your job is to keep people sitting, eating and drinking. Yeah. And so if that's what your job is and that's what you're being paid to do, then you need to provide the service and the product that is going to maximize that kind of result. I think some people live in the mistaken impression that their job in that situation is to entertain themselves. Yeah. And it is not their job. Your job is to entertain them. And, um, as much as you may think some clever deep cut is going to stimulate their interest, you know, make them stroke their beards or whatever. Uh, <laughs> the reality is they want to hear Margaritaville. They want to mm-hmm. hear Wagon Wheel twice. Um, and yeah, being, being fussy about that or being snobby about that just doesn't, uh, doesn't pay the bills. Well, I think the flip side of that, I think that some, some people feel like, well, if I'm not entertained, I can't be entertaining. Nonsense. And I think that's where, well, I think there's a, there's a thread of truth to that, but I think that the way that you get around that is by doing the thing that I suggested, which is flip your, you know, flip your thought process into, I'm doing this, I'm doing this song because it's going to give me the audience reaction that I'm looking for. Because if we're, if we're being honest as musicians, the reaction to the song is what we're after. Totally. 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 And so if those songs are what give you the maximum quotient of that thing, then I think that we need to find ways to prioritize that. Yeah. That, and that is one way to do that. I think, I, I think, I mean, um, you know, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say this badly, real professional performers, like Broadway performers, like people who like, honest to God, this is not just like, I'm in a band that pays the bills, but full on like the, theater performer job, people. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. A Broadway cast will do the same show seven nights a week. Twice on Twice Sunday, on maybe, Sundays. right? And so that's eight shows a week of the same show over and over again. And how you feel about it, the fourth show of the week, the fifth show of the week, do, is not relevant, does not factor into what shows up on stage when you show up. You know, yeah, professionalism yep. is bigger than whether I'm, whether I think this um, material is worthy of me. You know, people are doing revivals of like cheesy ass 40s and 50s musicals that nobody loves. Maybe you, it's nostalgic for you, but it's not like, it's not, it ain't Hamilton. Um, yeah. Um, and people, you know, you would not know from anybody's performance that they, you know, were living and dreaming and eating this show. It was all they did with their lives. You know, every show looks like the first one. Every show looks like it's as crisp and new and clean and energetic and, you know, just like that. So, well, yeah, you're also not seeing them phone it in. Totally. Absolutely. No, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, so I kind of push back on like, I have to be entertained to be entertaining. That is not true. You can put on entertaining, even if you don't care one bit about the content. Well, but I, I think I, get, I it's the same kind of thing though, is that if you're not entertained, like you can find ways to, to be entertained. Absolutely. No, while it's doing completely. It. And one really great strategy is to be where the audience is and yep. enjoy their experience. That's a great strategy for getting entertaining, even though the what you're performing doesn't entertain you anymore. Right. Right. Well, and, but that's the other thing is that like, there are so many of those songs though. Oh yeah. Like, even if you, you don't love, you know, some tunes, like there's just go back 
you know, and find, find stuff like listen to the oldie station and, and, and take down some notes or, you know, just look what other people are around in the market are doing or not doing and just find angles to do that. Um, the other thing that like really worked was doing new stuff. (laughs) So I, I, I pulled out Tennessee whiskey and, you know, brought the house down. I did, I did adore you. And, um, I'll tell you this, using the line, using the HX stomp with the acoustic thing was like awesome. Cause I, I put on like a, like a dotted eighth delay. And so I could really kind of chug the the chords and get like a rhythmic thing going mm. on top of like the harmonies and stuff. And it sounded really good. And I was like, man, this is really cool. And, you know, I, I, I literally like kicked into that first line of, um, of the verse and like this table full of women, just like, yeah like snap to attention. Yep. I was like, okay, yep, here we go. Know? Here it is. So yeah. that's my, that's my lesson for this week. It's a good lesson. It's a good lesson. We all should learn it. So get over yourself, play brown eyed girl, play it three times, <sighs> play it three times. That's the beauty of a restaurant gig, by the way, is that turnover lets you not have to have a unique set list all night. You can actually, yep. you can actually cover tunes twice. Yeah. You mentioned the Isley brothers. One of my favorites to, to go back to the oldies and pull great stuff out of is the Everly brothers. Yeah. Um, very, very good old tunes that my dad, you know, listened to. He was, uh, he was a little too old for the Beatles, my dad. So, um, it was sort of the five years before that, that he was into. Well, like my, you know, I, I play act naturally by Buck Owens, which is a Buck Owens song and a Beatles Beatles song. song. Yeah. That's good. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Very good. So, well, yeah. sounds like a fun gig. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and it, like the owner was there and like came out and was like, we got to have you back. You know, what is your, you know, are you going to be here the week of Thanksgiving? Like, I want to make sure, you know, we can get you plugged in before it gets too cold. And da, 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 da. like they were, they were highly motivated to, you know, to hit me back so up. That's so what happens. That's how that is. I did something right. Yeah, totally. I, you know, I've had those, those nights where I, I finished and I was like, did I do a good job? <laughs> right, like, right. there's no one here to tell me if I did or not. So yeah. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, I feel like after doing a show like I did this past week, that those moments where I, I didn't get the response that I was looking for was probably because I was in the wrong headspace yeah. and, and trying to do the other thing. Right. Right. So it's a valuable lesson. Yeah. Take it to heart. Make some money. Play some heart. Yeah. If it's in your range. Tough. Did you see that video I, I posted? I don't know. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So it was heart with Alison Krauss amazing. fronting, amazing. doing these dreams. Yeah. It was oh, yeah, that's it's amazing. gorgeous. Yeah. It, what what killed me is that I'm watching Alison Krauss sing this, and like that song's not easy to sing, and she's just like it's just just pouring out of her. Yeah. She's not oh, piece of cake. She's not strained. Like it's nothing. No. 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 Now she's just like I open my mouth and this comes out. As I was playing that video off of your Facebook page, um, I texted Taylor, my acoustic partner, and said we need to do some heart. And she's mm-hmm. 21 and she came back and said, heart question mark. I was like, question mark. Oh, these dreams for one thing, but then Barracuda and yeah. magic man. And, um, you know, I just rattled off a bunch of them. She was like, Oh, Oh, Oh yeah. No, no, I know those. I was like, okay, thank <laughs> God. Cause number of times I've, I've got a massive soft spot for eighties heart. And it's really not my soft spot. It's Amber's. Mm. Um, but she has like cultivated it it's good. in me. That's good. Cause good. yeah, I mean, it's they important. were, they were in that power ballad, like world, like <sighs> amazing, just dominating. Amazing. Well, and their earlier rock stuff too. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Um, Definitely. 
Well, guys, I think that's a that's a good way to wrap it up. Me too. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. I wanted to share uh, another review because we got one. This I'm going to pull this up on my phone because it's probably going to be quicker. There you go. Uh, this came in literally like this week and I uh, thought it was super cool. This came in on the um, is uh, the 11th. It says, useful info and fun conversations uh, featuring the username is and on base Jeff M. And on I'm base sorry. Jeff M. Been listening since early 2019, and the podcast continues to get even better. You can tell Adam and Dan are continuously trying to improve the show. The topics they cover provide some great advice to the cover band community. The conversation is always enjoyable and informative at the same time. If you're in a band, you should be listening to the show. So thanks, Jeff, for the uh, the lovely and uh, kind words. Yeah. And if you want to be featured on an episode, leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. We don't get a whole lot of help. From the uh, from these platforms, even though they're doing all of these things and buying all these companies, like if we want to get noticed, that's how that's how it's done. So uh, if you like what you hear, share it on uh, your social media, tag us, tag us individually. To, if it's an interview, tag the person that uh, we interviewed, and um, just help spread the word. That's how we get to continue to do this. So thanks again for your continued support from Atlanta, Georgia. I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 129. Have a great week. And that's how I died being covered in Turkey. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com and consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.